1: Yep. and welcome back to Talkin' Nick's very special edition. We have a first-timer on the podcast. Big baby David, David Mendelssohn's joining us with Tom Piccolo. And it was funny, we were discussing topics before this, and there's still one topic. <laughs> um, everything that played out with the lottery, Kevin Durant, how it all ties in, that third pick, is it as important as i was gossiping about when it first happened during the lottery we're going to deep dive in we're going to analyze where we were when it happened on tuesday to where we are now what else has come to the forefront and let's do something fun guys let's talk nicks thank you for joining us on talking nicks ah what well, he's always doing that voice that giggle, that beautiful giggle. Hope everyone's doing well. Kind of a fun weekend in sports. We just, Brooks kept good, just won the PGA. Uh, we had the lottery this week. We got NBA playoffs going on or whatever the Bucks and Golden State are doing in the finals. Just a straight destruction. We're going to talk about stealing one of the players from one of those teams because that's how the Knicks do business. And first and foremost, foremost, they say, an introduction You've seen him writing on Talking Knicks. Go check out his stuff. You've seen him with Talking Yanks. You've seen him graduate college. Hey, that was good. College, college graduate. Big baby David Mendelson. Dave, what's going on, dude?
0: Oh, you know, not much. Big move back home yesterday. But, uh, you know, now I'm just hoping for first time on Talking Knicks, just like the first times you see on the internet in those videos that uh, my mom doesn't like me watching. Oh. Oh.
1: Alright and cut. Um, <laughs> and that was Dave's first and last time on talking Knicks. Um no, we are we, we're happy to have you, Dave. Um you're you're a diehard Nixon. Is there anything Nick's Nation needs to know from you if they haven't seen your writings? Like what get what what's your Nick's love story? Who was it? Was it Sprewell? You seem so much like a Spreewell guy.
0: Uh I probably would have liked Spreewell, but I was born um I was, like, two when he stopped being here, so okay. so that, that makes it difficult. Okay. Uh, Stoudemire was the one who, uh, like, that signing, and me like, all right, I'm diving in. I was in, like, middle school. I was like, whatever. I'm, like, in basketball now. We got this guy. And I like, LeBron free agency and stuff. And I was like, LeBron's good. And that's when yeah. I started getting, like, all into basketball. And then the Knicks went, and we're terrible the whole time. So, except for the yeah. one year And Linsanity's you- two weeks, but.
1: You've you've really caught the funny. Yeah, the, the Knicks, the one year Jason Kidd and Steve Novak were running the offense, and two weeks of insanity. That's not bad. That's kind of what every Knicks fan has for the last twenty years. Um, so yeah, big, big baby David, we're we're glad to have you, and congrats on graduating college, Tom. My Bucknell man to Columbia grad school. I mean, you in college? Oh my god, you still go to a lot of colleges. It's unbelievable how many colleges I go to. Um, that's not true at all. Why are you telling? That's me not anything? true. I don't know. Yeah. I tried to make it. I tried to make it creepy to try to one up BBD, but he really hit it hard. I'm sure, impressed. It worked. No. So David, this this is the first
2: time I've actually met you before. So that's you, true. Well, it's nice to meet you first of all, and congratulations on graduating. I didn't know you pre-graduation, so this is all I know. But
0: where are you? You said you moved back in with the folks. Where are you from? Uh, northeast New Jersey is the the easiest way to describe i'm like 10 minutes from the george washington bridge outside of manhattan and stuff so
2: okay so the, the new york
0: affiliation makes sense
2: yeah um, but another thing doesn't add up for me and that's you said that you started watching like during the amari stoudemire years and that feels like it was just a year or two ago
0: Are did you graduate college like at the age of 15 are you like a, a boy <laughs> <being>? <laughs> well my mom always said i was really special yes um and yeah, so pretty advanced. <laughs>
2: pretty well, you're rocking, I know our listeners can't see you, but you're you're rocking a Knicks uh, hoodie here. Couldn't respect it more. Glad to have you on the pod, man.
1: Yeah, man, and it's a it's a special time for everyone. Uh, Dave makes a next big step in his life um, and just buries himself into this talking franchise. What a huge mistake, but. We, we we're happy. Did you did you do anything fun? Did you guys have like a big graduation party or something like that? There was a lot of stuff
0: the week leading up to it, and then uh, my school is kind of like after graduation, hey, you guys gotta, you gotta get out, please. And no one else lives around here anyway, so it's like all right, well, I'm out. But you big parties and
1: like you sound like my girlfriend. Get out, please. Um, my <laughs> my graduation story I like to tell, and I'll tell it quick is. We're graduating and we're like, do we have to do something cool today? Like, this this is supposed to be a big day, right? So we were all like, you know what? Before the ceremony, we should all get our favorite shot and our favorite beer. And then we quickly realized that none of us had tried to enjoy the taste of alcohol in the past four years. So I ended up walking out of there. I think I had a Heineken and like a Captain Morgan rum shot. Bad. And I was like... Boy, wrong. It was kind. Of, it was it's kind wrong. of like an. It was. It was the perfect entry to the real world. It was like <laughs> you have no clue what you're doing. Um, <laughs> and speaking of no clue what you're doing, the New York Knicks in their front office. No, there's there's a new regime, and we believe for now. Mm-hmm. And boys, we land the number three pick. Um, if you'd listened to our reaction pod last time, I was on with the brothers Coon. Um And again, I think the consensus, if you have a level head, was it could have been so much worse. Um, It also could have been a lot better, but it could have been so much worse. Um, Big baby David, since you're the newbie, I'll give you the honors. Tuesday night, what what were you doing? What were your initial thoughts? Um, Yeah. All right. So going in, I had said, I believe I
0: tweeted this and like laid out what my emotions I was planning to have were for each potential slot. So it's number one, obviously be just, just over the moon, extremely happy, dance a little bit. Number two, pretty satisfied, very happy. Not as happy as one, but again, I'd be in a good place. Three, content. Definitely not gonna complain, but I'm not gonna go around celebrating anything. And four or five, I would have I would have broken stuff. So that's where I was heading in. And uh So, my school for our graduation week, they got, like, all the seniors tickets to, like, the Phillies game um, that night. So, I wasn't actually watching live. So, I basically just had to wait for my dad to text me what happened. Uh, So, I didn't have the emotions of experiencing what it was like seeing everyone else, like, fall and drop and jump up.
1: If I had,
0: I probably would have been a lot more upset because once everyone falls out. You start to think, like, well, the Knicks were the only team among those bottom teams. So, like, mathematically, they but they must be number one. I'm sure I would have convinced myself then that they got one. But just getting, like, the text from my dad that's just a number three, I was like, all right, where I'm at.
1: Yeah, and that's, a, I will say, watching it live, that was a huge factor because they were, ESPN they it was moving fast but they did a good job of depicting that if a team was moving up they had the four boxes there and yeah I, I think all th- there was three of the four were filled up for the top four picks uh, I think it was at pick six or seven so I was like okay at least I can bank on I know the Knicks can't fall out of the top five so that actually helped a lot but um that was a scary couple minutes um because man, I, uh, I I can't emphasize it enough. If we got that fifth pick, um, I would have been in a bad place. Um, glad you got to go to a Phillies game, Dave. Thanks, thanks for bragging about it. Um, you're Tom, Tommy Two Tone. Where where were you? how did it go down? What are you feeling? I was out of college. <laughs> <laughs> always, you're always there. <laughs>
2: No, um so I, I had to work kind of late that night. Um, last week was Network Upfronts week. And so for those listeners, Yeah, you were
1: with a bunch of like celebs, Tom. Are you cool?
2: So well for those listeners who don't know, I work for like a PR marketing agency. We we represent brands as well as talent. So when talent come through New York, I will accompany them and basically just like be their handler for, for press events, right? So, um, last week was just a, it was an absurd week with with television upfronts. I was at the ABC like Disney upfronts on the red carpet. I ran into our high school friend Katie Stevens shout out yeah. just randomly on the red carpet. But um I had to basically just go walk the red carpet with some talent and, and hang out there. Um, I ended up having some drinks at the after party, mm-hmm. and I, I made my way eventually to the the Knicks film school uh, posting and toasting like All right. blog boy party um, down uh, near Madison square garden in midtown. Mm. And so I get there, I walk in the door and it is just shoulder to shoulder. You cannot make your way to the bar for a drink. You're just like jostling the whole time. Like, it is at capacity as I walk in.
1: Well, did ESPN have cameras there you were at that bar, right? I was at that bar, but I didn't see
2: ESPN cameras. I saw like SNY. I saw I saw some other um, media outlets. I didn't see ESPN. But either way, I don't even know if they, whether or not they were there is not the point. I ended up right. I, I saw JB, who, who's uh, the the guy who runs Nick's Film School. I introduced myself because I've written for him. I've talked to him. Never met him before. Met him, and then as soon as I did that, I bounced because I don't like nice. crowds. I don't like. I, I was like, I need to go somewhere else so I can actually watch this. Uh, Does anyone
1: know where the closest college is? Yeah,
2: that's me. That's me. I'm like, so how do I get to <laughs> NYU? Um, <laughs> St. John's nearby. So <laughs> well, I ended up going to my my friend's apartment and watched it on TV there. And right. uh, I will say, I, I kind of wish that they did it differently. where they like built up more drama? It all happens so fast, where it's like team, 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 react, and like commercial break. Yeah, couldn't they have just like you know metered it out a little bit and like let us enjoy it? I, it just it didn't feel like they they really rolled it out properly. But uh you know, when I when I saw the third pick, I immediately was like, I was a little disappointed. Just my my knee jerk reaction was like, ah, it's not it's not one. Like I was really I knew the odds, I knew all that stuff rationally, but it did like. I was still really riding high on that, but um, now that I've had some time to think about it. Like three is a is a better pick than we could have expected based on the odds. Like they beat the odds to get the three pick. Um, and, but I've also heard a lot of talk about it being a three person draft with Zion, Ja Morant, and RJ Barrett. And I wonder what you guys think about that. Like, is that a fair assessment of this draft class? Just like it doesn't. Like, if we had gotten four versus three, would that
1: have really been a, a big bummer for you guys? So, I'll, I'll bet lead off there and pass it to Dave. Um, I am a firm believer in that. I, I think, I I really think Barrett and Morant, it, it, everything's tiers nowadays. The, the kids Ooh. are loving the tears thing, Dave. You could tell us more about that or how that started. <laughs> we're not that far in the loop. But Zion is his own tier, and probably a tier and a half, but before these other guys, I think it's very fair to say Morant and Barrett are the same tier. Um, Both guys have shown a special level that the others haven't. And I mean, that's where things do get tricky with drafts, right? Because you can have guys who develop better and come out better, whether you want to dig deep for Kawhi's or whoever it is. Um, I do think it's a difference. And I think the bigger thing, um, because I, I understand there's an analytical way to look at it, where, you know, the third and fourth pick, the player you can get from there, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think the bigger thing is that the Lakers are that four pick and we are that three Mm -hmm. pick, Dave.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with with your point on the Lakers there. And I would agree on the three-man draft stance generally. Uh, uh, Colin Cowherd had, like, a good line on it where it was like, it's a three-man draft and that those top three are, like, the three studs um or the three like most short things and like of that next like 12 those all guys that like any six or eight of them could probably end up pretty good but nobody has any idea which ones that'll be yeah. and just no part of the knicks history uh makes me believe they pick one that would work out so i definitely much happier at three than like Rolling the dice on hoping one of those next guys works out for the Knicks.
2: Yeah, I guess or... the reason I even brought the question up is because a, a lot of draft analysts who I respect have brought up Jarrett Culver in that group, and he's kind of like a a big two guard or or a wing type player. And I just I wonder if he is in that like same tier. Uh, with RJ Barrett, but but a lot of this is about perception too, and like how GMs around the league perceive these these players. And so, like if if RJ Barrett is seen as the the potential next star, then that's like more important than the reality. Because you know, if if the Pelicans think RJ Barrett can be their guy, then they're gonna really value that three pick over the the four pick, which could be Jarrett Culver, who might be as talented. I don't I don't know. I'm, I don't consider myself like a college basketball expert or a prospect expert, but, um, yeah, I, I'm with you guys. Like it, it is all about that, that perception and, and, you know, RJ Barrett is seen as, as that caliber of player.
1: Yeah. And I guess that's just where things get tricky for me. Cause Tom, a couple of guys I really respect, um, oh, mostly Ryan Rosillo, my guy, I hype him every episode. He's a big Darius Garland fan from Vanderbilt. And he's saying that he at the end of this draft process, he's going to be in that next tier, and I just, I just think the fact that like you mentioned Culver, I hear people mentioning Darius Garland, like that tells me that those guys clearly, <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that, but like those guys are thought of in a different tier. Like the fact that we're we're trying to get them in a Morant Barrett conversation tells me that we view them a tier below. And I, I, I think, I think what Big Baby David said. I mean, you you can play that game. After Morant, after Morant and Barrett, you can start playing that with a lot of guys. Like you can fall, in, you can fall in love with DeAndre Hunter from Virginia. You can fall in love with Culver from Tech, um, who those guys faced off in the championship game. Darius Garland, like I, I've been told, his highlights, you know, can be special, and he missed most of the season this year uh, due to injury at Vandy. Go Doors, by the way. Um, but I, I, I think what you said there—the perception—is huge. And um, I, I don't know if either of you want to run with this, but I, I mean, it starts to spin into um, not only general perception, but the perception of one guy, David Griffin. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's that's kind of where where I'm, my head starting to go towards. Just because Pelicans are another team that's historically not been run very well, so I think being able to take a guy that they would feel more confident in or, or have more certainty with at three in a potential you know, AD trade rather than you know, four or five, whoever else would get in the mix. Uh, presumably the Lakers at four would be the next best option, but then i would have to make more of a choice is different. Plus at three, presumably it's going to be RJ there um, by literally every report and indication and just the RJ Zion thing is probably pretty legit just cuz it seems like they do actually like each other. That that's a thing. I don't know.
2: Well, I'm curious what you guys think, what are the odds that this number 3 pick actually plays for the Knicks? Did you guys talk
1: about this on the on the instant reaction, Jake? So we we did a little bit, but I um we we kind of fully didn't deep dive cuz there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot to take in there. Um, you know, the Pelican we we talked about fending off the Lakers and getting one pick ahead of them and obviously everything that comes with that with LeBron and you know, Magic Johnson's just money tweets, but um, <laughs> got myself with that one. Um, it's, I mean, the whole situation in New Orleans changed. I mean, I think by this point, everyone's seen the reaction from the Pelicans' ticket office, and that was actually super cool because uh, yeah. those people's jobs kind of just got saved. Um, you don't have to move to Seattle, but, um, I mean, that just, it changed a lot. And, I mean, for a little bit, and it's still an open discussion, I mean, is there a world where the Pelicans try to roll with Zion and Anthony Davis? Um, I, I think where we landed at the time is that the the bridge had been too far burned with what had happened in the past. Um, so I, I I don't know, um, but I I don't know. I I I've got some Anthony Davis thoughts that I, I I'm going to sit on for now, Dave, because they're that hot. But um. Ooh.
2: I, I don't know. What What do you What well, do you think? I, one report that's come out since you guys uh, recorded last was that Jackie McMullen uh, reports saying that like the the owner of the Pelicans said she would trade with the Lakers over her dead body. Right. Which seems to, to be good news for the Knicks. It's a good um, negotiating time. <laughs> yeah, really limiting your your options for you, for your return on your All NBA caliber player, but. Um, I mean, if the Lakers are actually out of the mix to trade for AD, like, I mean, there aren't a whole lot of other suitors granted teams always pop up out of the woodwork. Like the thunder snagging Paul George from Indiana was never seen as a possibility until it happened. Um, a lot of these, like these, uh, superstar trades, they, they kind of come out of nowhere a little bit, but, um, yeah, last year. Yeah, with last year too. Like All these just red flags are are, are going off where it's like the the Knicks seem to be in pole position here for Anthony Davis if that's the route they want to
0: go. It definitely seems to me like it's kind of up to the Knicks whether or not they want this to happen. Um, That's scary. Which is, yeah, (laughs) I don't trust them. Even with the new management, I don't trust them. James Dolan's still involved whether... People say he actually is or not. Um, he's there, and that's scary. Oh, yeah, I mean, just the whole thing changes with... I don't know, it depends what the Pelicans think of different prospects and how motivated teams like, like Boston is to get in the mix. Because who else could... Who else do we expect to get in there? It's really just the Knicks, Lakers, and Boston is the teams we would think of that would really want AD and if the lakers are just never going to have a chance to sit at the table boston doesn't really have anything they'd want unless they're willing to give up tatum so you it's know, a weird situation
2: you think about what the the situation the thunder were in trading for paul george where he only had one year left on his contract and they're like we're going to woo him and show him this organization can can take him to where he wants to be and he'll re, he'll re up for multiple years after. I mean, that was such a huge gamble. And obviously, it it doesn't seem to be working for the Celtics and Kyrie Irving. But I mean, you got to think a lot of the teams that have the assets to match the Knicks offer, I'm thinking like a Denver Nuggets, like they have a lot that they could trade, but... Oh, that's a good one. Right, but like would, or even say like the, the Utah Jazz, but like are, are these teams, are these, you know, locations where Anthony Davis could feasibly want to re-up for multiple years because you don't want to be giving up guys like, you know, you don't want to be giving up top tier level assets for someone who's not going to uh, stay put for, for multiple years after, right? So for, for a one-year rental. Um, so And that's the, that's the other
0: thing that the Knicks have in their favor. Yeah, they're in the good spot that eighty presumably is cool with going to. I guess that's the other thing with those situations. They kind of ended up not – Especially at the Paul George one, at the time it was seen as not that big of a return. Obviously, the Old Depot then uh, blossomed, but at the time it was seen as not a very big return. So I guess it wasn't necessarily that big a risk on paper. I, I guess I don't know where I'm going with that, but
1: I, I like that, Dave. And you, you know, that's that's normally how I talk. So I appreciate you copying the champ. Um, <laughs> and it's actually ironical that you landed there because I. I have information, which I don't normally have, that is when AD gets traded, it's six months until he signs that extension. So we know there's a lot of back workings for the NBA, but we also do know we're the Knicks. And if this Anthony Davis trade gets completed, you know, July 1st, um, you know, it's still going to be until what, January after New Year's till we can sign an extension. And again, we are the Knicks. So if things do fall apart, Whatever team trades for Anthony Davis, there's going to be a six-month fear factor of, holy smokes, I hope everything goes smoothly so he signs this. Um, I I think what's interesting is that when it first happened, it, the Lakers moved up. So everyone was like, oh boy, Lakers, they already wanted him, blah, blah, blah. Since that happened, we had the dead body thing. You could do the debate about the picks. <clears throat> and I think one thing that's important that a lot of, you know, NBA trading superstars, the thing that everyone always says is that you're never going to get the proper return. So when you are getting that return, get one sure thing. Um, And the Lakers, I don't think you're getting a sure thing there. I think Ingram's nice and you wonder what he could be, but we've been wondering that for a little bit now. Um, Kuzma, I actually really like Kuzma's game. Um, Just 110% 110% all the time, junkyard dog with a little bit of skill. But again, we're talking Anthony Davis. We're talking potential top five guys in the league. And that's where... And So let's let's just say they're out for now because of the whole owner dead body thing. Um, the Celtics, if they make the trade package they need to for Anthony Davis, their cupboard doesn't have a lot in it. They'd have to get some free agent commitments that I don't think they would be able to get. So... I think they're kind of out for now, and we've seen Ainge shoot a shot with Kyrie, and it didn't work out perfectly. So I think we are kind of in Knicks and Dark Horse territory, which is terrifying. But Mm. also when this first happened, I thought the Knicks were going to have to empty the cupboard. Like, it's everyone. Um, Now I think there is some hopes that, depending how negotiations go, that maybe you could hold on to a Damian Dotson or a Trier, or someone that can still be a useful piece on this team. Um, we'll see how it plays out. It is, it is fun. We might have to do a, um, a, a little round table article on who the best sleeper team would be. Cause I'm like, right now I'm running through teams in my head. Like what if, what if Toronto throws a hail Mary for Kawhi and they went with like Siakam and Ananobi or something like that? <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. You can start, you can start going into yeah. some crazy fun, <laughs> some crazy fun places. Sound like Tom at the colleges, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> bringing that back bringing that back I'm not gonna not gonna stop at that one um so I don't know I I guess i I've kind of become like blindly confident in it and know what the part that makes it insane is is that we're we have now all of a sudden become blindly confident that Kevin Durant is becoming a Nick and I I guess while we're here uh, I mean do you guys want to hit that quick do you guys want to do we think that his injury? is like Achilles level and they're hiding it. I mean, where, where are we at with KD?
2: I'll, I'll say one thing real quick. Um, I did think listening to, and then I'll come back to KD. I did think listening Please. to last week's pod that you guys kind of undervalued the Lakers um, players a little bit. I, I do think that Brandon Ingram, I, I don't know anything about his like deep venous thrombosis uh, injury situation. It sounds scary. Those are big words. Yeah. but. Uh, like, I think that – I mean, he's 21 years old, averaged 18 points, five boards, three assists. I mean, he wasn't crazy efficient. But, he, I mean, he shot 52% from two. I mean, that's so much better than mm-hmm. any of these guys. Like, Brandon Ingram, I think, is going to be a very good player. I think Lonzo Ball is a pretty special player in some ways, too. Um, like, he just – he brings some, some sort
0: of
2: yeah. Jason Kid like ability to – I just – I think that the Lakers players are are better than you guys were giving them credit for last week. But at the same time, you also made that caveat about the the Pelicans owner not wanting to deal with the Lakers, and that's you know whether or not that makes entire sense for them, that's up for debate. But uh, given the actual given that situation, yeah, it, it, the the Knicks versus the Dark Horse thing is is pretty crazy. Um, as as far as Kevin Durant goes. I think, regardless of of this injury, even if it were an Achilles thing, if you're the Knicks, you still want him, right? Like we're we're not going to mm-hmm. sit here and get picky about. Like I know he's going to be 31 years old next season, but even then, he'd still the first time he put on a Knicks jersey, he'd be the best Knicks, be the best Nick ever, right? Yeah, certainly. So I, I don't know. I'm not too worried about this this injury. Yeah. Even if it it's, is like an Achilles thing, it doesn't. It didn't seem to be like a ruptured Achilles. Like if, at worst, what is it like a a strained Achilles? I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor,
0: but it sounds <laughs> like it's like maybe just a slightly like a like a worse calf strain than they like intimated at first. But I don't, I don't know. They, they there kind of hasn't been a real update other than than just like, well, he's not going to be back for these two games.
2: I'm I don't know either. either.
0: I don't know that they could give me an
2: update that would scare me away yeah. from Kevin Durant in free agency. So, I don't know. I think it's kind yeah. of a moot point. I
0: don't think there's anything that would make me say, don't sign him. But, obviously, the the Achilles injury would suck. That would definitely suck a lot more.
1: Yeah. I um, I, I don't know. The the Ingram thing is a push-pull for me. Because, um, I mean, there there's parts of his game that how, how could you not like the length and, and what – you know, he, he has put up some points at a young age. Um, you know, I, I, I won't fully do this, um, especially without Greg here. I, I think you could make like, is this guy not kind of a tall, skinny shooting guard that reminds me of a dude kind of with the T wolves. I, I think there's a little something there and I won't say the Andrew Wiggins word, but I just did. Um, but you could, and, and again, I think this is where it comes back to David Griffin and what he thinks, um. I, I mean, if David Griffin thinks that Ball, Ingram, Kuzma, and Zion can run it and do some special stuff, I, I mean, maybe maybe you run that. Um, and whoever they get with the fourth pick, I mean, that's a pretty young, nice nucleus. I mean, David Griffin has walked into a freaking dream world. He's he's walked into a video game where he can make his own destiny. Um, it and, and a little bit is going to come down to his perception Um Man, the the Durant stuff is is still wild. That we we still have this blind assumption that that Kevin Durant, the best player in the world, is coming to the Knicks. Um, just got dizzy, Dave. Um, I I don't know what um what else do we need to hit, boys? I I know we've got Game of Thrones coming up, um, big night. I know Tom's Jones in to talk about that. Um, especially after. After his celebrity ramblings, before God, rub it in our face much. I didn't even look um, out for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess what's what has, what information in the past five days has changed how you've thought? Is that too heavy of a question?
0: I um, I would. I guess I would say that there's like still a lot of people whose opinions I like have trusted in the past and stuff or just like I, I respect them generally like in, in sports media and stuff that are still saying that they think RJ Barrett at, le- at least initially or like in this first year could be the best rookie just like at the gate. Um, I guess like just the the weirdly large number of people that are still. Saying that that would know better than I would makes me feel made me feel better, certainly, and maybe get into a little bit more of a, a celebratory mood about you know the the number three pick than maybe I was before where I was kind of just like cool, I'm not going to be mad
1: and I mean is 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 there a world Dave, is there a world where you're okay kind of running out? No, and I, I'm going to stop myself. I was going to say, is there a world where you're okay with running out the baby Knicks? But we can't do that with Kevin Durant. Um, That's not how this life works. So that turns into the whole, are we putting together packages for Brad and Beal? Blah, blah, blah. That's that's kind yeah. of a scary conversation.
2: Well, Jake, um, and I think the question becomes, are you okay running out the, the baby Knicks without Durant? Like, <laughs> it, right. If you don't get Durant, is the sky falling and like it's all over? Or do you just build from the ground up organically, like a lot of organizations do. And you build around Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, RJ Barrett, Frank Milikina, Dennis Smith Jr. And like Alonzo Trier, like all these young guys. And you just build up that way. Is that the end of the world? I don't think so. I mean, the Knicks would be horrible next year and get another good draft pick. Mm -hmm. But like, is that even so bad? Like there'd still be some hope there for the future and more hope than the Knicks have had in quite some time. So, um, I don't even see this as like a Durant or bust off season. And maybe that's just like my Knicks fan Mm. acting myself uh, sort of outlook. But that that is how I feel right now.
0: I guess where where I'm looking at going into, you know, we're a couple weeks away from it being like full off season mode, but I guess where I am now is kind of like, I, A, I like RJ Barrett. So I'm, I'm open to moving on with that. Uh, if things don't work out. But it's kind of like, best case scenario is KD and another one of these good max free agents come here, and we do the AD trade. What happens? I I would want to see if that happens. That's important and not guaranteed, because we're the next and quickly, despite reports. And how do we react if you know, Get you get Katie, Rodney, Jimmy Butler, Kyrie, Kemba, all signed elsewhere, how do they react then? What's their next move? And so I want to see how free agency plays out first before i want to explore the, the, the AD trade necessarily, um, you know, full on and uh, assessing, like, how I feel moving forward. Because I think, I think the, you got to see how to have free agents go first,
1: if that makes sense. Yeah, and you... You, you got a little choppy on, on their day, but I, I got what you're saying. Um, but I, I'll say this. I mean, the, o- the only part that would just made me disheartened is that, I mean, this is, this is the NBA where it's always been tough for young players. And this is the NBA now where, I mean, if you come out of college and you're a college sophomore, like you're looked down upon, <laughs> it's like, why really? didn't you come out as a freshman? Um, So our young guys are so young. Kevin Knox was the third youngest guy in the league last year. So, And I think Barrett actually reclassified to enter college a year earlier than he was supposed to. So he's 18, uh, turning 19 soon. So he's going to be one of the youngest guys in the league next year. And if this young nucleus starts to form, I can root for these guys. But even if these guys develop well and are good – we're three years away from something, from something useful. And I just think with where the Knicks have been with acquiring assets, and again, we are almost living in a, in a scared world because we expect Durant to come at this point where we're talking about option C at this point. Um, I don't know, Tom. I mean, I, I would just be... I, I wouldn't be demoralized, but I mean, we, we'd still be a wild while away from good mixed basketball. So that would hurt me. It
2: would take a lot it patience. would take a lot of patience out uh, uh, I will say as far as new information I've gotten over the last week changed my perception. I was at Madison Square Garden this past week. Did John Boyd just join? Sorry, I thought mm-hmm. I thought John Boyd joined the uh, the chat here. I will say I was at Madison Square Garden and uh, I was talking to some security guys there, and multiple security folks at MSG guaranteed me that KD and Kyrie were coming.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like people are so confident in it, like beyond just like people being like like blindly excited. Like it sounds like people who like would know are saying like it's just a foregone conclusion. That's exciting, but also I just am waiting for the other shoe to drop on me before i get like too excited yeah that's part of why
2: i'm like uh trying to protect myself a bit with this whole patient rebuild from the ground up youth movement like i i'd much rather watch good basketball it's been a while since i've gotten to watch like a full season of good basketball and like cover it and write about it but uh there's still something fun and like charming about building a team from the ground up and, and watching young guys develop. And, and this year, even though the Knicks won 17 games and, like, they were unwatchable at times, there were also times that were extremely fun seeing Mitchell Robinson blossom. Like, how, how great was that, seeing a guy who we picked in the second round just catapult himself into the, you know, the all-rookie team debate. Like, it was, it was awesome. So there's still something to be
0: said for that, too.
1: Yeah, and I, whew, I, I don't know as as you as you see my my emotions can can sway on a single thought because yeah it's a uh, you know Kyrie and Katie sign and then it's yeah flip those guys for whatever let's win a title <laughs> or it's <laughs> hey maybe five years these guys will be ready to compete I don't know I, I think we're gonna start hearing a lot more come out of the wo- woodwork and start filtering through those rumors and maybe maybe we have to analyze what what would a not anthony davis trade look like i know we talked about bradley beal a little bit and i i had mentioned cj mccollum before before the blazers advance i, I think he's probably off the table and the blazers are going to try to work with that for a little bit now um but yeah if if those guys are coming which tom security guards at msg told him, <laughs> so he is um it, that was it, joke. I mean, they really said that but it was uh i was i was kidding it it really does just change everything full circle, and um, I don't know. I'm I'm obviously obviously rooting for the push because there's there's nothing more excited than good basketball in the garden. Um, I don't know. BBD, any closing thoughts? Anything you need to get off your chest?
0: I don't know. I just uh, I guess it was kind of good to be in a weird state until we start getting into June and getting more like serious rumors. And I'm I was excited for the draft because I like draft talk and the NBA off is like the most exciting thing in sports these days. So just I don't know, I'm full of all sorts of different emotions and stuff, but uh, I'm, I'm excited. I like that. Tommy.
2: Um, I'm headed to Quinnipiac this evening. <laughs> um, so outside of that though, I got nothing else to add. Um, I, I think, we, you know, what we're going to do is probably start sourcing questions from our listeners. Cause you know, we've got some, we've got several weeks before the draft here. So, um, I mean, how, many, how many weeks is it? Like four? Is it? It's I I don't know. What day is the draft? It's like a month away. So we're going to have to, I mean, I don't know how much news is going to come out between now and then. So June 20th. Yeah, it's, it's a month away. So we're going to need the creativity of our, of our listeners. So yeah, Jake, do, do, do the plug,
1: you know, ask them for their questions. Give us your damn questions. Um, yeah, we'll we'll be reaching out. We'll be interacting more on Twitter at Talking nicks. Um, also, you can find these Jupponies on the interstate as well. Um, leave a five star review. Say Kevin Durant's the best, and he's already a Nick. And the security guard told you. Um, <laughs> go find Tom at the mixed um, doubles volleyball game at Quinnipiac. Um, do. Do you and enjoy it? Um, give us your best Knicks rumors. Give give us the create. I just threw out that Toronto Anthony Davis thing. Give me some juicy. I'll gossip to anyone, literally anyone. Um, for now, um, go enjoy a Heineken and Captain Morgan on me. Gross. So gross. That was so gross. dumb. I don't so like either dumb. of those. Um. But uh, we, it is our pleasure talking Nick's with you. Um, check out the website. We're going to be pumping out more through there. Um, and I, I'd say the biggest thing, as always, let's go Nick's.
0: Go Nick's.